Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Mad Ramblings. I'm your host, Robert Oberst, or as my friends call me, Obi. Glad to be here. Excited to, uh, you know, get to flap my jaw a little bit today. It's been, you know, a little bit over a week and a half or so since we did an episode. And so I've been on the road, been rocking and rolling. I've been everywhere. It's, uh, you know, changing out there right now. We're kind of in a, in the middle of a shift. We're switching back. Um, it looks like uh, the mask stuff is, um, you know, o- almost a thing of the past. That's what it looks like, at least. And, and again, like, again, like I just started talking. I didn't say this earlier. But I've said this so many times, and uh, whenever you do a podcast, you feel like you got to say it at least once an episode. But... Like, um, allegedly, in my opinion, anything else that covers me legally. <laughs> but um, it's what it looks like. It, it looks like we're going to be done with masks. There's a federal judge, and uh, he ruled that uh, it had, you know, it's, I don't know, against which regulation of what, what legal speak, you know, but basically somebody sued the the federal court system, and a judge ruled in their favor. And he was a a federally appointed judge. So I guess that's all that needed to happen this whole time. And uh, lesson learned. (laughs) Well, I mean, not not really. I mean, I I knew there was a lot of people out there suing the government in order to get things changed, mandates dropped, you know, the emergency, you know, basically demigod uh rules that that our government was given I, I don't know what you would call it but we were trying to it's like active emergency powers that they enact and been people been suing them to stop this for over years now and uh you know a lot of a lot of actually good people that i know have been trying to stop all that stuff and when you know but it looks like something finally went through we uh we went through and and um, Americans are pretty close to at least the end of round one of whatever this is. So, you know, I've been traveling a lot, and, and uh, it seems like, f- for the most part, most people are pretty stoked, you know? Like, when you're in the airports and stuff, people are walking around with big smiles on their face, no masks on and stuff. And, of course, there are some people that are still messed up. There are some people that are still even, you know, aggressive about it, but, uh, it's the, it's been a big shift. You know, people, people are, uh, are happily, uh, undiapering their face. So super stoked about it. And, uh, yeah, I've been rocking and rolling in the last, in the last few, uh, weeks I've, I've done, Dallas, Florida, Salt Lake City, Northern Idaho, and Oregon. I've been uh, everywhere, everywhere. And uh, I was, oh man, I was checking into this hotel. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say where, because the, the person I'm telling the story about was a very sweethearted person, so I don't mean any offense whatsoever. I, I just, I have to tell the story because it's hilarious. But um, I'm checking into a hotel. Uh, yeah, I got my bags and everything. I'm coming in and it was raining outside. So like, I'm, uh, 
ill prepared for that weather at the moment and coming in wet and everything and go to the front desk and there's an older woman there um if i had to guess i would say she was uh you know mid 60s and uh she's standing there <laughs> and um I'm ch- I'm checking in, giving her my information, ID, all that kind of stuff, and and she looks at my ID, and uh, I I have um, you know, like a a normal ID, I have um, designated carrier's license, all this, I have like a gun permit and all this other stuff, and the uh, the the one that I had given her was from Idaho, and so. She uh, she read it and she she got all excited and she was like Idaho that's awesome and I was like yeah you know it's it's a it's a great place and uh, she kind of like leaned in gave me this uh, you know come here closer you know one of those not didn't say that you know she didn't say that but she did the uh, the the come here closer look I guess and um you know I I, I leaned in. And she kind of did this uh, (laughs) cartoon-esque look around before she told me. She she looked around and then came back to this awkwardly harsh eye contact, which I'm an eye contact person, so for me to say it was awkwardly harsh eye contact, it was pretty awkward. But um, she leans in and, and she said, uh, something is moving to Idaho and you guys are getting something. You're getting something in Idaho. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's cool. I, I mean, I, I, I know a couple things that are popping up. I, I, and I told her this is, it sounds so stupid repeating it right now in, in hindsight and everything. But I told her, I was like, I know we're supposed to get an in and out, you know, over by Boise or something like that. <laughs> And, and no, she was not talking about the in and out like my fat ass was thinking. She just looked at me and she goes, no, no, no. You know, something way bigger. It's way more important. And I looked at her and I was like, you know, oh, okay, can can you tell me what it is? You know, like thinking like she's just intimate about like a Disney World or like a Six Flags or something like that or maybe like her favorite pizza place or something. I don't know. Like I had no idea what, what she was trying to tell me. And she was being super coy about it, you know, and the and it, it was almost as if every time I asked a question, she recoiled at, at like, you know, the 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 thought of having to go further into detail, you know. And, uh, (laughs) she, she didn't say anything else. She said, no, I I can't say, I can't say. And, uh, I was like, oh, you know, okay. I I, I let it go immediately. And I was just like, okay, maybe this lady's having a hard time or whatever. Or maybe, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't quite even come up with a, a, a guesstimation on what was going on. I had, I had no I hadn't wrapped my head around it, which it it makes me feel stupid, you know. As I'm telling this story, I so should have seen this coming. And if you're listening to this story right now, and you can guess what's coming, then you were quicker than I was at the moment, you know. But uh, I went up to my room, checked in, did all my stuff. I had to, you know, 
couple hours before it was late, so I wanted to run to the gas station and get a bunch of waters and stuff like that. I always do that because, you know, you go to a gas station and get a bunch of water, it'll cost you 10 bucks. But if you go down at the hotel and get a bunch of water, it's going to be 50 bucks. So, you know, that's always like my routine. You also get a nice little walk in. So I go downstairs and I'm heading out. And it's been about, you know, maybe close to an hour since I'd checked in. Head downstairs and the uh, the lady's there and there's nobody there no uh, checking in or anything. And she's just standing there, you know, like Robin Williams in the uh, Night at the Museum movie, you know, <laughs> all frozen up. But uh, <laughs> I, I looked over and glanced and waved and she, she waved and... And kind of like leaned forward and and gave me the like, hey, let's talk a little vibe or whatever you want to say. So I stopped a second real quick and I was like, you know, hey, is there a, a gas station close or or anything like that within walking distance? And she explained to me where to go and I said, okay, thanks. And I turned to leave and she said, hey, hey, you know, um, I w- I wanted, no, she, she didn't say I want. She said, hey, you know, uh. You you understood what I was talking about earlier, right? And I I turned and I took the opportunity. I was like, you know, actually, I, I really don't. Um, I, I, I don't have any idea what they're putting in or what's going on. I've been in Idaho for a few years, but I'm back and forth, you know, between Idaho and Texas all the time and, you know, other places as well. So, you know, I really have no idea what they're putting in. And she... uh you know, put her hand up and waved me in closer, and she <laughs> she goes, "It's it's something that's really important, and I can't say what it is, but it's a house." And then she paused a second, and then I looked at her, and I I started to understand what was going on. That was when. Like, a few little flares went off in the back of my mind. Like, oh, boy. You know, oh, boy. I think that was the first thing I thought when she said, it's a house. Back of my mind. Oh, boy. You know? <laughs> like, like immediately, I, I felt that. She goes, it's a house. And then I just looked at her. You know, I, I'm sure my face had the most ridiculous expression on it. And, uh... She said, wait, she waited about, you know, it felt like a lifetime, but was probably more like two or three seconds. She goes, it's the color white. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) This woman, (laughs) this woman believes that the White House is going to be moved from Washington, D.C. to Idaho to clear the swamp. She is a QAnon woman or a QAnon a believer or a Q, a Q reader, Q drop follower, whatever, you know. She's a Q. <laughs> and it was like my first, um, you know... We all know older people that believe a lot of silly stuff, but I don't know anyone who's ever like openly spoken to me about 
about believing one of the crazy Q stories, you know, like they, they had so many of them where like they thought Bobby Kennedy was coming back or, or one of the Kennedys was going to come back to life at the grassy knoll and he was going to join hand in hand with Trump and they were going to run together, you know? And so like they, they had all these crazy people lined up on the grassy knoll and like, you know, whatever, June 15th at 11 o'clock in the, in the morning. And they were all wearing Kennedy and Trump shirts and all this stuff. You know, and so, like, there are people out there believe it, but, you know, as someone who just travels all the time, sees all kinds of different people all over the place, I hear all kinds of opinions on one side and the other. I, I hear mostly centrist opinions and had never, ever heard an extreme Q opinion from somebody, like, in physical form. It was... It was in, it was intense. It was funny. It was like, oh wow, you know. And she fit the bill perfectly. I I could totally understand it. I don't know what took me so long to see it. You know, it was I I, I like I was saying, just telling the story right now. I'm sure at least a decent percent of you listening to this story right immediately at the beginning knew what was going on. And I was like, how did it take me this long? I'm like, oh my gosh. But, you know, on the road, and she was super sweet and nice, too. Like, you know, that's why I'm not saying what city or what hotel or any of that stuff. None of that matters anyways. But, and I, I would never want to get someone in trouble who was even mean. You know, that's just not my style. But she was a super sweet old lady and, like, super nice. So, I think when you're looking at the extremes, you know, like, wow, this person believes some crazy shit. And then you look on the other extreme and you're like, wow, those people believe some crazy shit. At least on one of the crazy ass sides, they're decent and nice people. But I digress. Now I met I met my first cue, and I was uh, you know a little a little starstruck. I kind of wanted to get her autograph and and you know like add her on Facebook and everything so I could follow what she was following and you know get the cue drop. You know I'd. It was me and uh, we'll just call her Babs. I don't even remember her name, you know, but we'll just call her Babs. <laughs> me and Babs, we're going to be on the Q drops on the Facebooks. But nope, I didn't get information, nothing. We just uh, had those brief conversations and that was the last time I got to speak with my first Q informant. But uh, I feel like it's always dangerous when you even talk about any of that stuff. I would never even jokingly tell that story on any other social media, but here. <laughs> so, you know, it, speaking of other social medias, like a lot of you guys have been hit me up on YouTube and Instagram for the most part. And, you know, I, I, I've been seeing what you guys are talking about. I've been seeing a lot of different kind of requests on what to talk about and this and that and what's going on. And, you know, there's a, uh, so much that's been happening in the, in the strength world and, and with uh, me, myself, and, and, you know, it's uh, hard to keep up with everything. So I'm trying to make sure that these episodes are succinct and that they're weekly from now on. Um, I'm looking right now at my schedule and to answer, you know, the comeback show will be live and there'll be tickets available for people that are in the UK or want to go to the UK. But um, 
for people who are not going to be making that trip, you know, there's a live stream that that's available and it'll also be later out on television as well as, uh, you know, it's the run in they have before world's strongest man. So, um, you know, YouTube television, live stream and live tickets all available. So however you want to watch me kick Eddie Hall's ass, you can watch. And it'll be November 26th that weekend uh, after Thanksgiving. And I'm looking at the calendar and everything. And I've said it before and I'll keep, I'll say it, I'll keep repeating it for the next, you know, month or so. And then I'll stop talking about it until it's, uh, you know, time to you know, take the belt off for the last time. But um, for those of you who haven't heard, I am I am going to be retiring after World's Strongest Man 2023. Um, this World's Strongest Man, I'm not going to be competing in. This, and uh, I have just been cleared very recently with my shoulder and, and been able to start working out and it's been amazing. I'm I'm enjoying the pain and the burn in a whole new way all over again, which is a crazy thing to say, but it's definitely accurate, trust me. And um I'm looking at the calendar, I'm looking at everything. I've got my my training program set. I'm very very excited to get back on a program with my old my old uh I guess training programmer my, my old uh, training coach had been you know talking to me again lately and we we've got something dialed up i think we're gonna be right on point and we're 30 weeks out and with that um i wanted to start a whole new schedule for myself start a whole new routine do everything i can to make sure that this last run at world's strongest man I put everything I have on the line and I think if uh you know going into this I know that it's my last ride I I'm, I'm going to want to ride hard you know um I'm going to want to put everything I have on it that way I can walk away with peace in my heart I I I don't know if I would have been retired or not by now if I would have had that opportunity and I'm going to make sure that this is that opportunity that that this time I'm accountable for my time leading in by you know having these weekly updates with you guys here on the podcast. I'm going to be doing a series of training videos on YouTube for the guys and the girls that follow me on there and like to talk to me on that type of medium. And I'll be doing stuff on other stuff too, you know. And my conversation uh, about what I'm doing will be very open and it'll be very easy to access. So I'll be paying a lot of attention to it. So I will be accountable and, you know, for, for the people here that listen to the podcast, you know, you guys are my favorites. Like, like, you know, I had a lot of, a lot of people that showed up in Salt Lake this last week and uh, came out to Dallas when I had an appearance out there. And, you know, it was so many people that were in their strong and pretty shirts or their kind of natty shirt, or, you know, or their I lift heavy shit shirt. And they were talking to me about how they love the podcast and you know i see the numbers i know how many people listen but it's such a different thing when those people 
physically come up to you and are like, man, I love listening to you talk about crazy shit on the podcast. And, you know, it, it's rejuvenating. And that, honestly, right now, that's the best part of traveling at this point in my life and career. You know, I got to this point where I'm, you know, focused on my legacy. I'm, I'm focused on what I'm leaving behind in the sport, what I'm, what I'm going to do with, you know, not just the sport, but with my, the rest of my life. Like, how am I going to be remembered? Who am I going to be for my son and my hopefully future children? And who am I going to be to all those people, to my, my many brothers and sisters and to my many, many nieces and nephews? Who am I going to be? And um, it's, it's made me want to make an extreme focused commitment to these next 30 weeks. And those next 30 weeks isn't even, that's not World's Strongest Man. That's 30 weeks until Giants Live where I get to put Eddie's ugly, disgusting face down in the dirt. I get to punk this fool. So I'll be happy to uh, be super well prepared that that show will be the day, the day after, no, no, two days after Thanksgiving in Liverpool in England. And that'll be the perfect lead up into training for World's Strongest Man. World's Strongest Man, I'm sure, will be May or something next year. And with with a good showing at Giants Live, I should I should easily get an invitation. And my ultimate goal being to go into 2023 as prepared as I can be and uh, willing to accept whatever happens. Uh, if I can do that, then I'll, I'll be ready to retire no matter what the outcome is. And I, I know I can do that. That's what my commitment is. But doing that, I will be ready to, to accept the outcome no matter what it is. And you know, that'll be that. But my, my ultimate goal will be to get back into the finals, to be declared one of the top 10 strongest men on the planet once again. Uh, further than that, you know, of course, it'd be amazing to break in the top five just to say that I was in the top five once. Get on the podium would be a dream come true, and obviously to win it would be beyond beyond anything I could imagine at this point. But what I really need to do is commit and make sure that I'm ready to do everything I can. I'm ready to put everything up against it, push as hard as I can, and be ready to walk away. You know, a lot of guys, not a lot, a few lucky guys, a few very, very lucky guys, can work their butt off in the sport and you know if they're lucky enough to be one of the chosen ones for whatever reason and they've worked hard enough they can make a little bit of money at the end of their career you're never going to be a rookie you're never going to be second third time at worlds none of that you're never going to do any of that and be getting paid a substantial amount of money it's it takes a long, hard, painful road 
to see any value out of the destruction you put onto your body. It's it's not <laughs> it's not a uh, good risk reward ratio, you know. But all of that being said, you know there are some lucky guys who at the end of this road they start making a little bit of money and it's hard to walk away when that happens you know you've been breaking yourself for 13 years and then for three years you made a little bit of money now you're going to be done and have to figure something else out well that's a lot for a lot of guys and uh for me, it's the complete opposite. It's, I fell in love with the sport, but I love competition. Always have. Always have loved competition. I, I need it. It is in my soul, and I just have to have competition. It's just a part of my DNA. And, uh, you know, whatever reason... I don't, it's just, it's there. So, for me, I cannot continue to destroy myself when it is no longer about the competition. It's about the money. It's about making sure I can make money. When, when the pain has taken over and... The results are waning because you've pushed yourself for so long and in such a destructive way that the results are never going to be what you want. Following that path does not lead to peak abilities. It does not lead to being your best on game day. Following that path leads to tearing both Achilles and then doing some stupid at-home talk show in front of a bath curtain telling everybody you were the greatest strongman of all time when really you weren't shit. Trust me, there's a lot of guys who fit that exact example. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I think that life sucks. And I think those guys suck. So I can't be in it for the money. And I, even even though the, the, the legitimate money that comes from the actual sport is not, even in the top end, it's not like, it, it, the greatest of all time, repeatedly being great it is not getting paid what like anyone else at that echelon in their sport is getting paid and that's all i mean with it but all that being said i i, I have to find something else to do with myself and I, I have goals and i have dreams and i have things i've been wanting to do forever as uh most of us do i'm assuming but my goals and my dreams and everything of of I've always taken a back seat. They've always been, you know, less important than what I had to do, what I had to uh, prepare to do, and, and 
you know, who I was taking care of. So <laughs> my future is going to be a ranch. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about it because they say, you know, I think it was Shakespeare who was talking about uh, the days when when the strong had dreams that were so weak that anything more than a whisper of them would destroy him forever. Something along those lines. I'm sure I'm messing it up. But there's a point in... Uh, in you know the process of of building a dream and a goal and there's a point in that process where you should share it and you should be open and have you know it looked at under a microscope and all that but there is also a point in that process where you should you know keep a little bit to yourself and and play your cards close and i'm at that point right now but i will be building a ranch and you know (sighs) doing some really fun stuff with it. I plan on having some really great new content and some really fun, um, activities and different kind of things, you know, um, I've got the, the YouTube channel that I have right now. It's doing decent and, and it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun to change things up while I've been injured on it. But now that I am healing up and getting back into the consistent training and being able to have it be what it was, which was pretty much a, a fitness channel and food channel, I'll be back into that very soon and able to do that. So with all this new stuff I've been doing, this fun stuff where it's been, you know, gun stuff or like the, the house tour stuff or like the, you know... Um, you know, what do they call it? Like homestead and setup stuff, all the kind of stuff that I watch and that I've been doing little, little version of on my own YouTube right now. It's been going well and we've kind of found a way to make it work to, you know, just capture my life as, you know, I'm doing what I want to be doing on this ranch and making sure that the, the footage and everything is out there, but it'll be on a separate channel. So I'll be able to have my workout fitness food channel, which is, you know, what it American monster productions has always been. And then my new ranch. And that is my future. That's what I want. I won't be done competing. Like I said, I am a competitor through and through. So I'll be, I think I'm going to be doing some Highland games. <sighs> I'd like to always leave the door open to be punking my friends publicly. I guess I'll put it like that. You know, we can always line Eddie Hall, Nick Best, and Brian Shaw. Put them in a line, tell us what we're doing, and I'll try and punk those guys at everything. So. I'll never be done competing. I, I just will be done with the big shows. I will be done with World's Strongest Man and anything anything else that, you know, it's it's just too much. And at, and, uh, at this point, at, at this point, it's time for me to ride off into the sunset, start doing some other stuff. But like I said, don't get, don't get too worked up about it. You're going to see more of me when I'm done competing than you see now. Trust me. I'll have much better feeling <laughs> waking up in the morning not being all beat up and feel good ready to film and work and get all my stuff done i've been 
setting up my schedule. As I said earlier, I have 30 weeks and I'm setting my schedule up to where my, my workouts are perfectly timed with the, the food and the recovery process exactly timed out with my writing timed out for these other things I've been doing. I've got a book that I'm almost finished with and I've got some other stuff I've been writing and stuff. And I, I, I've got a time during the day to write and my specific times to eat and train all mapped out for the next 30 weeks. And I kind of wanted your guys help. What I want to do is I want to hold myself accountable to you guys, to you guys and to the, the people that are actually rooting for me to do well. I want to hold myself accountable to you. So I, I want to make sure that once a week, every week for the next 30 weeks, I record a podcast, put it up here, tell you guys how training is going, tell you guys my projected goals, future ideas, and everything else that's going on with this last ride, we'll say. So, for the next 30 weeks, I am accountable to you to show you what I'm doing and to prove to myself mostly, but also to prove to the people that really care that I care just as much as they do. And I think that's important. It's time for a wild ride, guys. I'm going to be here and be sharing way too much details throughout the entire thing. I'm really glad we have this now and that I have a, a moment, longer than a moment, to really absorb and to enjoy this process. I've been way too fast-paced my entire life and always looking forward to the next thing in the middle of the current thing. And I want to make sure that I not only commit fully to the process and to the work that I'll need, to the commitment of time and effort, not, not just that. I want to fully commit to absorbing the process. And that'll be with you guys right here. It'll be me and you guys once a week for the next 30 weeks. Mad ramblings with me, Obi. I'll see you guys next week. Go out there and kick some ass, all right? <laughs>